We're here to redefine success, to inspire diverse work cultures and life purposes. Only authentic stories are shared here, real lived experiences of making it. I'm your host, Jocelyn Lee. Let's dive in. And I have Jude Lawrence here today, my good friend, who has a very unconventional um, journey from cancer to spirituality to high potential and hero's journey to romantic relationships and finding your place in the world. His life is one hell of a story so far. But besides the myth and legend, who is the man? So I've got Jude here right now with me all the way in Croatia. Who are you, Jude? It's, yeah, that's quite the question. I'm still trying to figure that out, I guess. <laughs> You're still trying to figure it out. Do mm. any of the things that I described you as seem to fit the bill so far? Um, yeah, it's it's a beautiful story. Um, and yeah, and it does adds, does cover a lot of the scope. Um, what uh, what uh, what came up? in just hearing that little piece that I wanted to respond to was the way that your tone dipped with this first word, cancer. Mm. And um, yeah, I guess that's not a bad place to start. Uh, there is something about that word that's just so heavy. You can't say <laughs> it right, you know? Unless you're talking about astrology. Right. Actually, yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it so yeah it reminded me of the many conversations that i had with friends and family and these people who were close to me about like so not just going through having an experience of cancer but having to tell people about it um and having to have conversations about it and having um sort of everyone that you know from the small town that you've grown up in kind of cross the street to come over and tell you like, Oh, how are you going with that? Like, uh, with like, everything's fine for you. That's great. Um, you know, my auntie or my cousin twice removed or my whoever had this cancer story. And, um, throughout the journey, it's one of the things you don't necessarily want to talk about, but it's this strangely connecting, experience um while it feels very isolated at the time it's so common um yeah and from that point did it you know how i know you is that it really kind of pushed you in a certain direction once you uh, i remember you telling me this it made me don't enjoy when people say like oh they beat cancer or you know what the how they would describe overcoming it or moving through it or healing from it. First of all, like how would you describe um, your, your, your victory? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's this like, in a way, yeah, it was a victory. I had um, like chemotherapy for two years and the leukemia that I've been diagnosed with when I was um, 19 um, didn't relapse. So, you know, I have a cure. Like the kid who I was 
like at 18 didn't really survive treatment Mm. so in that sense like it's a victory because I'm still here but it's more like it was a beginning because I like I'm here but there's still some someone got lost in that um in that experience and I think that's probably the same for not just cancer but any kind of kind of majorly life sort of changing event like trauma is a strong word but these sort of things where life as you know it suddenly stops yeah it's a bit of a death and a rebirth so in that rebirth um did it set you on a course for something for a purpose for even maybe no purpose but did it set you on a course for something to uh, make something of your life in a different way Um, the new person that came through on the other side yeah I I think so it it was sort of a double-edged sword in a way it gave me a sense of urgency I think that's how I would describe this experience I live with today this real sense that we are here for such a brief period of time and i think i've really lived with that ever since being diagnosed and realizing that like i might be here for a very brief period of time Mm -hmm. um And not just in a health-related thing, but I guess because I had this experience of who I was kind of being lost and yet somebody else still being around, there's this sense of it's not just about dying to the body, but it's this, like, whatever version of self we are right now is going to be here for such a short period of time. It's so unexpected when these phases of growth or self-development change and all the things that we may have desired before no longer interest us and the lifestyle that was so important that had so many sort of unfulfilled plans will evaporate and after experiencing that a number of times this just being the kind of i think one of the most significant yeah it it presents this reality i think that i've been contemplating with for like 10 years now which is this whole we're here for such a brief period of time um that's a really challenging thing to live with because it doesn't seem to be uh it doesn't seem to be on other people's minds i guess and does that you know affect how you see what you do with that time because things can be you know um as we change and grow self-development, you know, parts of our, you know, uh, idea of who we are falls away and um, new parts of us come through. But in terms of when someone asks you, it's like, so what then what do you do? What do you say to that? What I'm insinuating, is there some purpose, life purpose to all of that mm. for you? Yeah, I'll answer that in a bit of a roundabout way. I, uh, so I've recently... Um, applied for and been accepted to a thing called a uh, mystery school that's in New Zealand. Um, And given it's a mystery school, I can't say too much about it, but it is, yeah, it's a deep dive into, um, into ritual and spirituality and community 
um, amongst other themes. And there was this uh, sort of like 30 question application process uh, that took me quite a few weeks to before I could actually send it in. And one of these questions was around life purpose. So I thought, given you'd framed this would be here, I thought a place to start might actually be uh, reading you some of or, or this kind of response I gave. I answered each of these questions with some poetry to begin with. So they said, as far as you can give a description of your soul purpose in this incarnation and where you are in its enfoldment. And, um, yeah. And so I replied with a quote from Rumi. Uh, one of his, one of these poems that when I first heard it, it just kept repeating in my mind, um, this line all day, I think about it. Then at night I say it, where did I come from and what am I supposed to be doing? I have no idea. Uh, it surprises me how little I've done with my life. This is me now. It's really quite amazing. 30 years and every advantage, abundance of time, available resources and frequent opportunity. And yet I've done nothing. It's quite the mystery. Um, I recall a conversation with a close friend when I was contemplating leaving this uh, one significant relationship um, that I'd, uh, that I think really formed a lot of, uh, I guess the path that I took, this is post leukemia. And this friend said uh, about me contemplating leaving this relationship, but you love her, you know, you love her. How can you possibly be talking about leaving? And I replied, honestly, I look at where I am in my life. And I think that love is simply not a priority for me right now. And this friend repeated back to me, love, not a priority. And just looked quite disgusted. Um, I left that cafe and a few days later was back in the relationship that I'd been intending on leaving. Um, but this time with some kind of inner commitment to see this through to the end. Um, yeah, this end of trying to understand love, understand relationship, understand the whole sort of neurochemistry of what goes on when we find meaning in love and in relationship. And yeah, I still occasionally wonder what my life would have looked like if I'd taken the other path I was contemplating, this path of work and wealth and study and security. Um, so I think this mystery school that I'm on my way to is, um, is really a place for love-based relating and community. And so I see this as being a possible um, conclusion or some threshold of, of integrating what I've been studying the last 10 years around love. Um, yeah. And I've had a lot of purposefulness in my relationships. Um, but on the side, I guess, of sole purpose, in work in the world. Um, 
that area seems relatively blank. Mm. Well, in a way, this could be leading into it, into each other, because it sounds like um, at one point you looked at it as two paths, right? Like a fork in the road that they don't really intertwine. Mm. Yeah, it felt like they would be drawing on, on different um, different aspects of myself, the kind of, yeah, the relational part of me and then the, yeah, work or professional side of me. Was that always something you felt in terms of like uh, just work doesn't really flow into that because I mean this really touches on this idea of work culture you know some people really do believe um let's say never working with your friends you know mm -hmm. keep the business and pleasure separate mm -hmm. um do you have a bit of a philosophy around this in these years that you have been exploring um one side more heavy-handedly than the other um philosophy like yeah I think so maybe another story when i when i did finish up this sort of two years of of chemotherapy treatment for leukemia i felt there'd been this this transition and and i really at that point and this was sort of before the relationship came i really the best advice that i'd seemed to come along with at the time had been this concept of doing what you loved and I didn't know what I loved yet in the world or what was there to do that I might love, but I knew that I was, that curiosity often was what kind of preceded love. So I followed my curiosity to university to study philosophy and psychology. Um, and mm, yeah, and yet it didn't, it didn't really lead me anywhere in, in, in the direction of work. Is there some idea of what leading you somewhere towards work is supposed to look like? Or because um, it sounds like there's like this, okay, I'm, I'm going to move th through and towards something and then feeling like it doesn't get you somewhere. But where is that somewhere with the work? What is it looking like in your mind? So I think that to do well, I guess more what I've what I've come to. You mentioned this sort of philosophy. Mm -hmm. Have a philosophy that work is best when we do what we're good at. Um, that's if we're working for others, if we're working for ourselves. This idea of a passion or a doing something that you love kind of fits in that category but takes a lot of self motivation mm -hmm. um and yeah and then also this idea that we can uh not just work but also create things in the world and for that i think creating simply what you know how to create what you sort of have some authority in this is a bit of a philosophy for my understanding of work culture but it's yet to be i guess realized by me so it's more like you you can be good at it in this case that you know like you enjoy the philosophy and these things mm. um 
but how it's like manifesting isn't quite in turn motivating you back is that what i'm hearing because mm-hmm. this is a you know level of authority or um being um having it create something in the world is the outcome not matching the the interest or the ability because i think about this often where you know sometimes one can be very good at something i've i've felt this way before you know i enjoy doing this i'm doing i feel like i'm doing a great job in fact (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes the outcome isn't quite um meeting the expectation of the passion or the effort or the interest and can you know make me feel like not wanting to do it anymore Mm. um has this been when you're uh working for yourself or when you're working for someone else uh working for myself and at times actually working for others as well yeah i think when we're working for other people it's simpler and i think when we're working for other people simply being good at what you do is enough Mm. it's nice to be helpful it's nice to be recognized for doing good work and yeah, I think if you're good at what you do and someone's asked you and is paying you to do it, that's enough. But I think that's different when you're you're doing it for yourself for self-motivating reasons. I think then there needs more. Mm-hmm. And that's what so you're that's, wanting to do. I'm clarifying. I'm actually pretty happy with, with any of these three. Okay. Um, I think these are all very sufficient ways of um, of being in the world and i guess that you know that's something that you and i have talked about before is this idea of work and same thing like i was mentioning uh Cornel, who i interviewed before mm-hmm. feeling like there's there can be the divide between what you are here on earth to do <laughs> what mm-hmm. kind of work you are putting your life work so i'd like to call it versus you know work for um uh, stability or security financially in particular so do you you know for yourself like i'm you know the point of also making it is being content with the choices that you've made whether it's slightly unsure or confusing or um not financially like um you know recognized as like ideal are you content with your situation and um whether work for you truly means something that you're contributing to the greater society, uh, whether you're working for yourself or working for someone else, or is it something deeper? And what I hear is kind of what you've been exploring still for the last 10 years is relationship and love. Mm. Yeah. I like there is discontent. I'm sure that's, that's, powerful in my voice a discontent of not being where i would like to be um and at the same time seeing there is this kind of thread that i began following a long time ago that has been deepening and has been enriching and has been like i've i've led a very fulfilled life um day to day and yeah and yet it feels like a almost body of research and a something that i've been just trying to wrap my body and mind and heart around for a very long time 
um yeah and and it is like intrinsically satisfying in many ways um yeah and yet and yet it's a it's a research that that I don't know if ever will actually sort of trend like transition that to some field of financial employ. Would you like to? It's like, would I like to? It's a good question. <laughs> it's something that I care about deeply and it is something that I find I'm like good at insofar as like having yeah sat with with yeah this particular field of inquiry for a long time um so like yes and no on one hand it's like yes it, it certainly meets all these boxes of being something that i love and something that i'm good at um but on the other hand kind of no because huh, i've actually just dedicated so much time and energy to thinking about it that there's a little part of me that um just sounds exhausted by the possibility of now diving or soon diving into uh like i guess committing to continue that conversation long after i've actually found what i was looking for mm. does that make sense I think so. I mean, I think it was starting from the thread of when you're saying the sort of like long research uh, project, you could say. And That's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm a tired, uh, tired and, you know, under-resourced sort of PhD student. There's um, like five people in your class. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With just like, well, more with just like pages and pages and books and books of like, um, you know, this crazy question around love mm. and relationship and yeah very quickly realizing you know even if i get to the end of this it's still uh, maybe nothing to publish and that's fine and they're also but like but more this sense of like god i'd love to just take a walk outside you know <laughs> like <laughs> what's everyone else doing <laughs> there's, there's got to be more to life than just this yeah <laughs> Well, um, I mean, that's so fascinating because, you know, uh, I think it's like the classic story of does one, you know, choose uh, the, you know, climb the mountain and you're there alone or, you know, you kind of take the more scenic route, you know, with like everybody else walking kind of uh, up the mountain on the trail, you know. It's like I feel like there's always this sort of handoff, you know, you hear all this su successful stories you know, traditionally speaking of people, entrepreneurs, uh, celebrities where they can feel so lonely um, mm. at the end of their global success. You know, it's like, uh, does it really have to be one or the other in that way? And I don't know, that's just something I feel like even with this um, investment into the relationships, you know, like you said, like, okay, <laughs> what's kind of outside of this can, and is this truly the most rewarding thing um, for a human being? Was that person that you spoke to about leaving that relationship when he said, you know, love's not a priority? Was that uh, response that he gave, you know, was it actually the most 
helpful. So I've contemplated this. I realized that, um, yeah, like maybe, maybe not, but it was, these are the paths that we, that we take. And I couldn't really imagine it like, well, I could only imagine it being any different. I can't really see what that other, um, path would have really looked like or where I would be now. Mm-hmm. And whether I would have survived, maybe it was inevitable. There's a, there's another story that's kind of important to this, and this was um, one experience that I did have during the treatment that I was on, where I, um, while I was um, like fortunately wrong, I really with full conviction thought that I was had an experience of actually like a near-death experience or an experience where I was with full conviction had believed that I was dying that my eyes were closing for the last time and had this sort of inner world experience of feeling like sort of seeing the life that I'd had until that point come before my eyes and kind of getting this almost like the overview effect um when you go into space and look out on earth but this overview effect in my own life i'd lived my whole life sort of in it and then suddenly i was really seeing like oh wow it's all slipping through my fingers and i'm sort of getting so distant and far away there was this detachment from myself and my story and suddenly i got to see what was like what was important or what i was sad about and really it was just the relationships it was really just like I was okay to go, but I was like, ah, it sucks to not have spent more time with, at the time it was really my family, but also, yeah, just I could tell that relationship was an important piece about being here. And it was really the most meaningful piece Mm -hmm. to me. And perhaps that was simply, you know, my life at that age and I'd been blessed with some powerful relationships and close family and all of this. Um, and I hadn't so much been blessed with, you know, finding a meaningful work or, or having the sort of early successes that might uh, in, in business or in career or studies that might've kind of sent me on a different path. So for me, when I looked, when I reflected and had that overview, it was this real sense of like, well, this is what I, care about this kind of what's keeping me there keeping me here um yeah i i I totally um relate to that feeling as well um so then if we're gonna use that as kind of like the baseline of um life purpose or you know what's 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 worth living for do you feel you've succeeded in fulfilling that moment that you realize ah this is what matters yeah um it's i feel like i've succeeded in many little ways um and that yeah i've um yeah that i've managed to kind of um just experience incredible richness in relationship. Um, So, yeah, there's kind of been two themes, I guess, to what I 
kind of feel proud of. And one of these things has been uh, my relationship to my family. And a second has been this journey that I went on around um, and that I am still on, but around non-conventional relationship, romantic relationships. Um, yeah, and then a third one, which I feel like I've, I've sort of barely begun, is, is more around community and living in, in, in kind of, I guess, spiritual community. And that's something that I hope will come. But these, I guess, are kind of three parts to the story of Jude and relationship. Mm. And then this third act of the of the scene. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are you? What role are you wanting to play in the community? You know, like it's it's going to be community creates culture, yeah. And a lot of culture mm -hmm. comes together through. Uh, creating together, collaborating together, working together. Mm. So how do you see, or, you know, even before when you're like, you know, not really where I want to be, it's not. Um, so where do you want to be? Like, what can you describe to us what um, that looks like for you? Um, so I, so Full transparency, you and I met at the uh, Angsbaka, um Spiritual Community in Sweden some weeks before a festival they have there every year, the largest Tantra festival in in the world, I think. True story. Um, true story. <laughs> uh, so I'd been to that festival the year before and – that festival had something really powerful in it for me. Um, it had for me this experience, which I've been able to confirm with a lot of other people that they sort of feel it too. Um, it was this idea of, and, and, and I remember at the, I think it was actually at that festival, there was uh, people talking about it. And for the first few days, I didn't really know what they were talking about. And then on some of the later days, I felt it. And then suddenly it was like, ah, okay, the concept had dropped in. It was this concept of the field. You all know what I'm talking about, yeah? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if it, for people who don't, can you describe it? Yeah. So for basically me at the start of that festival, I had experienced this, but just I hadn't really known what to call it and, and I hadn't perhaps seen it so clearly. But yeah, for me, it was this experience of... Um, like an overwhelming sense of intuition that was guiding me through this uh, like 800 person festival to the point where I felt that every decision was having meaningful impact on my experience and also on the experience of others that each meeting was somehow significant and that what I really needed to do was be mindful of my inner world of how I felt of what my needs and desires were and that I stay in this sort of clear, receptive and contented state that I would not only be sort of providing myself with the optimum experience I could be having, but I'd also somehow be assisting others and the sort of community, the collective group to also have its optimum experience. And that this was powerful and, and really kind of 
a really beautiful, intrinsically meaningful experience. And yet the second I would step more than, I don't know, like two, I think at one point I went down to the lake. This is sort of in this area. And I felt that I stepped out of this field that like these intuitive single signals that I'd been receiving moment to moment suddenly went silent. It was very contextual. It was the, there was a real proximity to it. It was while this festival was happening and while I was sort of within range of this group of people. And I remember I'd stayed on a few days after the festival and similarly kind of expectedly the day the festival ended, there was this real come down of like, and now it's just me in the world again. It's like this field that was so strong, this field that I felt I had a relationship to, this sort of collective field uh, of intentionality uh, dissolved along with the structure of the festival ending and the, and the people who had been there, many of them leaving, but many of them still staying. It's still, yeah, it was enough to dissolve this field. And so in this field, how did you feel like you were um, contributing to it? Like, what were you doing um, in the field? What was your intuition uh, guiding you to do, to contribute? Um, so at that time, this was kind of, at that time, very little. Um, but I felt that I was practicing something. Mm. And I felt like I was practicing this sort of acute listening and I was, I would notice the sort of things that would come up that would really uh, sort of throw me out of harmony. Um, yeah, I, so it felt like a, uh, I felt in that kind of an invitation that this was an interesting experience. This was a very captivating experience for me because it basically showed me, oh, it's possible to be more than just one individual surrounded by a bunch of other individuals trying to do stuff together. It's possible to really feel this immersive um, emergence of, of a shared field where all of you is, is invited and is kind of necessary mm. to contribute to that. And that if practiced, I could just feel the power that was possible in that like here we were you know um essentially like a few hundred people that were really focused on um their own enjoyment but also their own development and conversation around spirituality and connection and healing and all of this so that that's that was the tantra festival at angspakar and that was a lovely experience it was that was one thing, but what I saw was something that was beyond that, which is, wow, what would this be like to have this strong of a field? Um, yeah, and to be in a different position, to not simply be a, um, a festival goer, someone sort of wandering through, but actually what if we were, what if I had this same experience um, whilst creating something whilst building something whilst um well i mean you and i were on the volunteer team so i think that's a really good example of how we are contributing something 
in not just as a festival or you're like you are the one creating the festival you know you're you're building something and you're coming together uh to do it because if we're gonna go like full transparency like for myself and having some arguments with my own partner about um kind of just kind of being part of the field and adding to the field is like I don't really want to be the one generating the money to build and create and pay for things. I kind of want to be the one that's inside the thing that you build that fills it up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's kind of what I'm wanting to ask you. It's like, what is like the mm. the if there was no need to be worried about how you say it? Like, mm. how mm. who would you want to be in that community, and what do you want to be doing? Well, so th- hmm. um, like if you had to describe, uh, you know, if we were looking at a job description or just like a yeah. placement description, what would what was yours be? Well, so partly here's the thing: is it's like like it depends. Um, so like so my my experience was I was I was volunteering, and I think at the first time I was there, I was volunteering in the kitchen team. The second time I was in the cafe, and both times what I had was this really palpable experience of. I was not being utilized as best I could. And this was quite beautiful because it was a very organic, like almost in my relationship to this collective field, I was like, if I'm going to be here working, I could be doing much better work. I could be like, I could, my me as a resource could be used much more effectively now. So that sort of fits to your question of like, well, mm-hmm. so, so what, um, what would that be? And yet I also get that it depends because it actually felt like quite a personal relationship to this field that here in this field, in this place, in this, uh, in this existing community and, and space of Angspaka, in this Tantra field of the people who had come to volunteer and also to attend. Um, yeah, I get that there will be general, general themes of sort of similar communities, but it like one of the things that I think is actually special about or for me, what felt special about this ability to actually relate to a field, to actually feel that, to feel like it was a a relationship like I would relate to a person, was this like that it would be different depending where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of a preface. I guess when I think about what qualities I bring to perhaps any um, community any like, like really i'm going to pre-select for relatively spiritual centered communities i think um yeah i have for myself a quite a committed practice of self-inquiry and uh and i think i i have quite a high level of communication um and this quality of uh, authenticity and this quality of integrity are two things that I'm very bothered by when they're not present. And I seem to be quite good at detecting, at both detecting and then also kind of calling to account um, when either people or the processes by which these people are, are sort of living or what they're living in. Um, yeah, don't have that. Mm-hmm. And 
in many ways this has made me pretty allergic to most work cultures I think mm. um, but what I would love is to find a community where the and community a company uh, um, yeah a workplace uh, like to build friendship groups where yeah authenticity and integrity are high values and the discomfort of having that actually held to account is welcome so that I could in that in that sort of a system in that kind of a, a field I think I could serve really well would it be accurate because I've once said this before when I was also like just really confused about at the kind of at the bottom of the essence of it what am what am I also needing to experience in order to be out in the world and work was I actually don't really care what I have to do and particularly like with like money but I, I I need to be like feel good doing it it's about how I feel with what I'm doing that matters more so when you say it's relational to the field is that correct and or accurate in a way where it's like if I feel like the field is integral and authenticity and it's for uh, all its form is like welcome then in a way it doesn't really matter what I do because then I'm able to be fully utilized um it's a different different take I think more I've seen how challenging a path of 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 yeah really trying to live with integrity goes how humbling it is and so yeah one way that I feel I serve a group is is in the capacity of um I think it's another concept but kind of maintaining harmony through through facilitating conversation through mediating conflict through uh sort of coaching people to drawing them into self-reflection around like where they are in their authenticity or in their integrity um that's what i was that's what i was more leaning towards um when you say this sense of what's important is how you feel doing the work like it's 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 okay what you're doing as long as how you feel doing it i really agree with that i think that's a um yeah that's uh kind of relieving thing in, in many ways is that that yeah when there is a strong relationship to a field or to a community when you are doing it for the relationship itself um yeah then what then the detail of what you're doing is is certainly less important um yeah but so this so that's true but also this idea that the facilitating the mediating the coaching are things i do well um yeah so i, I think i contribute to a field um more precise levels of understanding and um so it definitely sounds like there's some sort of community guiding or community leading managing in some way if we had to use some more um <laughs> um yeah. familiar terms yeah and um yeah and there's a difficulty in that where i've been in 
workshop environment and yet or festival environments or, or these sort of places where I'm not in the position of power to actually hold that space. It's interesting to sort of where I've been more participants and less in a space of of um, facilitating or mediating. And um, yeah, and there's this conflict of uh, I've, I've felt myself not able to contribute in the way that I feel that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's I guess a journey of moving through communities to reach a point where you're able to actually contribute what you have to contribute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apply the theories to the field. Exactly. So yeah, field work, I think is what we're up to. So, you know, maybe get back to me once uh field field work's complete and uh Sure. Yeah. Just by the terrain in which you choose to explore and uh, accomplish. And this is just something so deep of um, that's kind of learning how to, uh, like you say, kind of be in the field and hear what is needing to be done versus like kind of what I want to be done. And I think those are very Mm -hmm. different energies um, to move through the world in. And I had just a recent experience on a mushroom journey where I was trying to gather everybody to together because that was the whole point, right? Like this was the whole uh, intention of um, what we're trying to do. Yet there's so many of these um, human things that I have no control over that come in the way, whether it's in a professional workspace, in a family, you know, um, space, a friendship space. It's like there's so much that has to happen on, you know, primarily emotional, psychological level that as one person trying to orchestrate all that without being a control freak, basically, is really difficult. Mm -hmm. And all of it coming with great intentions of wanting everybody to feel authentic and connected and cared for and all these things like I just was going through that and I just realized like holy there's so I use so much energy to um relate so much energy goes into loving um it's not just an idea of like how love should feel but it's like a conversation as you say um with inviting people to be more of who they are. And I was like, this is so much freaking work. This is actually way harder than <laughs> some of like, you know, your everyday kind of like manager roles. And which is actually a lot of it is managing people. But I just simply mean like these tasks are so dynamic. They are they are not like a static checkbox. It's not, it's a moving target. And I think a lot of this um, experience is 
undervalued. It's uh, not recognized, not because it's not important, but it's just I don't think a lot of people know how to see the work that goes in. And it's very difficult to measure how much one does. Yeah. Yeah. And so this research can feel, I think, a lot of ways, um, you know, for myself and listening to you and having lived it a little bit together is like, what do we do with this work? This true, it's life work. And can I be supported in it? I think that's a very um, scary but relevant question that I think your pursuit is uncovering a lot of. Mm. so in short it's like as you're through the middle and the thick of it these are exactly those stories that i want people to hear beautiful (laughs) because nobody wants to talk about that (laughs) (laughs) catch me on the flip side don't catch me as i'm making the the face in between please (laughs) yeah Hearing yourself talking about it, being asked these questions, knowing you are in the thick of it. One, would you change the path that you've been on and or change now knowing the path that you're on? I would change many pieces of it but not the path itself um there are many times when i've made things harder for myself than they needed to be um there are regrets and mistakes abound um but that's more the finer details the wider path i don't think so um i think this realization that we're here for such a brief time um it really brought a urgency into how I was spending my time and how I was spending my life. An urgency that really didn't, um, wasn't so conducive for a lot of fields of success. A lot of what it takes to be successful, I think is, um, yeah, is, is like, is doing a lot of work that's not necessarily intrinsically rewarding. And I, I couldn't tolerate that given this sort of urgency that I had around realizing I was here for such a brief time. Uh, So that had its challenges, but one of the rewards that it's had is that this path I've been on has been very intrinsically rewarding. Mm. It has, I have followed my curiosities and I've followed where this, um, yeah, where this path took me and my, like my months and my seasons and my years um, have felt very rewarding, feel very fulfilled. Um, my time has been very full. Uh, so, yeah, to say I would take another path or it would change that, yeah, I, it, it would seem like a loss. But along the way, many things I would change, many things I would do differently. Um, would you, then the second part of this question is then, would you recommend this path? Huh. 
Um, <laughs> so, um, And you can tell them, you know, the new tips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can tell so them the like, new tips. Yeah. So I would say yes. I would say yes with as much support that you have. I have lent endlessly on the support of my family, on the support of my loved ones, on the support of the privilege of living in the country that I've lived in or countries that I've lived in, um, that if you're gonna really dive in and try and follow the threads of love to its end, um, yeah, you're really going to be depending on the grace of those around you to do so, at least I have. So, um, yeah, it's it's a path that I would recommend for its, I think it's, a very worthy pursuit of, of time and attention and the rewards are a great um yeah but i would look for support i would look for mentorship i would look for um yeah like a lifestyle a way of living that is um is supportive that gives you time and space mm. and uh, probably give me a call or <laughs> 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 you a call or someone who has also walked that path a call because yeah it's um it's not for the faint of heart as they say yeah that it's not it's not it's not for the faint of heart so for anyone else on this path if you do find poetry poetry is uh has broadened my horizons and is a great love of mine. So, um, yeah, I feel like poetry is a healthy companion. Um, yeah, I mentioned a poet, Rumi, earlier, and um, yeah, I know that through the reading and also through the writing of poetry, this has often been how I try to capture thoughts and ideas along the way that are much bigger than a rational conversation can hold space for. But, um, yeah. So since we are, you also said check in with later, if you could um, weave a poem for the future of what you would like for your life in terms of how it's supposed to look, uh, that you can say, yes, not just many success, but I was successful and it's still going, I'm still making it. What would that look like? Um, I'd love to be able to weave a poem just like that. But um, what I can share is a beautiful image that came through um, yesterday evening. Um, so my partner Ness and I are exploring, uh, well, in our own way, kind of holding a frame for a loving field. Um, it's a non-conventional relationship, non-monogamous relationship. And last night we sat together and um, we have a meditation practice. 
And in the meditation, I saw this really beautiful image um, that might seem a little bit grand, but I didn't consciously create the image, it just showed up. So with humility, I saw this uh, really beautiful image of her with these white angel-like wings. And I saw a silhouette of myself with similar wings. And between us, this sphere of um, this sphere of light. We've been talking about, yeah, what our kind of relationship culture is. And this sphere, the second that it opened between us, and it was sort of centered around our hearts, there was uh, almost migration of... Uh, of like like either small birds or butterflies i couldn't really tell which this migration just flooding into this sphere um felt like souls coming in and inhabiting this field that we were generating together and that felt really powerful it felt very um significant so I'm not sure what the coming years will look like, but if this image is anything to go by, there's a feeling that's captured in that that's really um, uplifting. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I would then round off that beautiful feeling with reminding anyone out there who is on this path that it is not something that's necessarily a rational or logical <laughs> or you know practical in the sense when there's light spheres and wings but it is a feeling that you're like being guided and moved through the world and it can feel dangerous because it's hard to to nail like ah was that it but there is an undeniable i think click or um moment where you can feel like you said intrinsically inside you that okay, I've made it. <laughs> and I think that's a very important um, aspect of reminding us that when they say it's, you know, what you, what you think you want, it never looks like what you, you thought it would be. But how you feel, that's something that you can, that you can really get right. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please share it with someone who needs to hear it. Let them know they're making it. Don't forget to support us on our social media handles and know someone with a story worth sharing or you want to collaborate with us? Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you.